HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Let's Eat In um, today on Heritage Radio Network, which is based at Roberta's Pizza, as usual, in Bushwick. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and uh, today we have a lovely group of guests right now. Um, we've got the Franks from Frankie Spantino and Prime Meats, which would be Frank Castronovo, Frank Falcinelli. They're both smoking weed right now as we speak. Just kidding. Great to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Great to be here. What did you guys think of, uh, you know, are we allowed to talk about that Times article from last week? or? Sure, it was in the Times. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's talking about it. Um, this might be our final discussion we'll have about it. Uh, yeah. In public. Okay. <laughs> We're on Too air. many? Well, we figured we started and finished at the top with the Times. Yeah. Well, you guys have been in the Times mentioned uh, before, but this was a very... Um, for folks who didn't see this article, it was a very uh, specific uh, trend article in the dining section talking about how uh, marijuana plays a role in a lot of chefs' decisions in uh, menu creation and, I, I believe, you know, creativity and how they run their business, you know, late night, munchy fests, uh, you know, menus and all that stuff. It, it definitely has a big part in the service industry. Yeah. It probably has been that way for a long time. Yeah, so this is like kind of old hat. After caveman invented fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is not maybe not so much a trend then, uh, maybe a It's a trend for the times. <laughs> <laughs> when the times reports it, you know, it it definitely hits the masses. Interesting. Do you think a lot of restaurateurs will be uh Smoking the reefer now, who <laughs> maybe weren't before. <laughs> maybe they feel like it's okay to do it now. <laughs> okay, they're like, it's okay. <sighs> All right, we also have Shane Welsh here. Thanks for coming. He's eating pizza. Shane, pizza's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Shane's from Six Point Craft Ales. Uh, he's been on the show before. We just had to join in for this. Uh, Lovely chat. So, um, 
aside being in the news for don't ask about the weed beer oh, oh you talked about that popping off Popinov. The Popinov has come up a few times. It's popped up in conversation. Uh, <clears throat> you won't ever have the Times report the Popinov because the Popinov only exists in your head. I think Sam Sifton might have had some of the Popinov. Oh, really? <laughs> did anybody see the uh, the NBC special on marijuana last night? I no. did. It was a whole hour long. Uh, hour-long special on uh on legalization of marijuana and growing it and it featured this guy out in california who's who imported 50 million dollars of marijuana a year he was the major marijuana uh, i've seen that importer i've seen uh, that guy i think that the, the 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 worst thing that can happen in stuff like that especially like the nbc thing and Slightly in the in the New York Times article is a gimmickization of, you know, it's always it's always it always has some kind of some kind of goofy uh, goofy continuation of like this stoner culture and, you know, it's it's always kind of taken like as a, as a big fat joke. But it, it, the fact remains that it, that nine out of ten people smoke marijuana mm-hmm. and nine out of two, eight out of ten people never want to say they smoke marijuana. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like if if it wants to be taken seriously as a legalization and uh, as a culture, just as much as alcohol and uh, and other alternative style drugs, and the gimmickization has to kind of could be taken away right. from it. So let's bring it back and or let's bring it into a more realistic light instead of like yeah, it's, big, you it's know. not always every time every time that there's a, a, a an article about it that, or a, something's you know something said, it's like there's a he 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 and there's a, there's mm-hmm. a tie dye there's a tie dye something and. It's all, it's all it's, it's, it becomes this kind of like goofiness. Goofiness is not really be t- taken seriously. If you have a business that's creating over, you know, two hundred billion dollars a year, nationwide, nationwide as a, as an as an industry, and I it's mean, America's okay. number one cash crop. What? Yeah, yeah. When you look at the statistics on how much revenue that marijuana produces in California versus the almond industry or the spinach industry, it's just it, or, mo- or the movie industry. Yeah, it's staggering, and and now California as a state is bankrupt. So now what they're considering is Thanks, maybe, Arnold. Yeah, maybe maybe they could actually turn that into a, an industry, and, right. and, and then that way they could have a viable I, economy. I think instead go- of having all these drug lords and you know uh, right. a lot I of mean, f- shady. I mean, it really comes down to the government figuring out a way to tax it and legalizing it. And then take that money and put it into health care. And we've solved a huge problem in the country. <laughs> in two mo- one move. Well, in the show last night, they had the, uh, the smoke shops in California, and they, they're charging 40, $41 or $45 a gram. Street value of marijuana right now is around 450 to $500 an ounce, and at 41 to $45 a gram comes out to like eleven to fourteen hundred dollars an ounce, which that means that it's t- twice to three times the price. So you'd have a lot of excess money. I don't know if, it, if people are actually going to want to pay pay that price, but that's what it is. Well, I was also intrigued by the the kind of um, well, that stuff is really strong too. That's the that's the G thirteen. <laughs> that's the you know. Don't touch with that. Yeah, it's not for beginners. No, no. Okay, it comes with a warning. All right. Um, 
so I, I thought it was also interesting to talk about how this influence um, uh, really zapped into this industry, which is the food industry, creative, you know, was it, you know, it's something that a lot of chefs have in common, whereas, you know, other industries, maybe, you know, writing novelists have a uh, notoriety for being alcoholics, and that's their, that's kind of their sauce. Um, do you feel that it's really prominent in the food industry? I it's mean... Pr- it's prominent in every industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a- what a- I was a- wondering. Acro- yeah. a- across the board. I don't want to drop any names in my industry, but... <clears throat> They're in the craft brewing industry, not not like big, larger factories, but craft brewers, there's a, an association with marijuana that goes back decades to the point where there's a there's a brewery in California. Every year they throw a festival where the everyone brings in their marijuana harvest, whether it's homegrown in a closet or out in their backyard or wherever, and they bring that in with their beers. And they've been doing this for over 20 years. And everyone knows it as a beer festival, but it's not a beer festival. It's, it's, a, it's a weed festival. It's a harvest day. And it's, it's a harvest a, fest. But in, and it's totally like legit in terms of they know what's going on, and no one's going to really do anything to stop the, the fest. But in, the, in my industry, that's, it's been like this for, for decades. And to the point now where they, people are naming beers like the 420 beer. You know, they, they know they know who their market is and they know what they're they're doing. Yeah. And it's so a, it, the, it's been this kind of annoyingly hush hush, you know, taboo topic, but now we're ta- talking about it like it's getting loose. it's getting out there. Right. People yeah. are more and more uh, you know, especially with the legalization of it in certain states in the country, it's definitely becoming more of a topic that people are able to talk about freely. And have expressed their opinions. You know, we're like the third generation of pot smokers, you know, or second generation of pot smokers. And like my parents' generation, even a little bit before that, <coughs> 50s, 60s, they were using pot. You know, they've all grown up. They're in their 60s, 70s now, you know, and you've seen a full cycle of people who've used it and know what it's all about. And everybody who's participated in that cycle knows that it's I mean sitting next to Shane who's makes the best beer in the state and planet the best beers in the country universe universe we haven't taken we haven't gone there yet but we will <laughs> no I think I think, I think <laughs> but, it's George, but I mean the, George the thing Bush, about the, the, my point is that the, the, the beer Mars. beer drinking alcohol if you put side by side you know and 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 with all due respect you know you could really do a lot more <laughs> damage to yourself and other people if you are not responsible if you're not a responsible drinker as opposed to being a non-responsible pot smoker I mean pot smokers you fall asleep if you you can't you can you can't OD on smoking weed. You yeah, know, you there have been, there, there's no reported uh, violent crimes you know performed on marijuana. You don't have domestic violence with marijuana. You don't have uh, massive car accidents with marijuana. One one you thing know, that's interesting, you, Kathy mentioned. You said like as a writer, you know, booze has has long been the the beverage of choice or let's just say drug of choice right yeah so journalists are known for a few cocktails and they want it helps them open up and write easier freer but in other industries you know some people 
have a different drug of choice, and it has to do with what their intentions are. So w- when you smoke weed, um, a lot of people believe, and I can attest that it opens up your palate and it opens up your mind to new flavors and sensations. So if you work in that industry and you appreciate that effect, it's going to become something that you're going to want to use rec- recreationally. I, I and do professionally. think there is also a click aspect to it too. Um, if you if you're all your idols were, I don't know, alcoholics, Ernest Hemingway, and so forth, and maybe all your idols were uh, Jimi Hendrix, and you know you did all Jerry Garcia. Psy- psychedelic drugs, so forth and so forth. Um, do you find? Uh, uh, do you guys feel like this might be something that younger chefs will be aspiring towards, and you know they'll look up to you guys and maybe and try to emulate you? Do you, do you feel like some sort of poss- possibly? Yeah. And if they need to, you know, some people don't, and I, you know, we're not always smoking pot every day, all day. You know, there are times when we do, and I, you know, I wouldn't, I would definitely say that there's nothing wrong, bad about it. You know, it definitely ele- it definitely creates less boundaries as far as your creative thinking abilities you know and what you can you know dream of um it definitely you know opens that opens those doors what is the what do you think is like the best uh i don't know tangible piece of evidence of that any like you know something you came up with a dish maybe no i I think it's i think it's important to note that you know what i was what is talking to kim severson about in the times and in that article is when THC is processed in your body, it deprives your brain of sugar. So when your brain goes into a state of of lack of sugar in, on, in your brain receptors, that's what you're experiencing as what what is known as the high effect. So not only can you come down from it because you're craving carbohydrates or your body wants to retrieve those carbohydrates to, to stop the the high effect, it creates the uh, the correlation between foods and marijuana in, in, in itself because you have to... You're deficient. You're deficient. And you're trying to replace the deficiency. But how about some dessert? <laughs> Everything. I'm a chocoholic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit more about that right when we come back. I forgot to mention today's show is brought to you by Edwards Ham of Surrey, Virginia. Check out surreyfarms.com. Um, I chose a little musical interlude. Um, it's a real classic. Uh, maybe you can name it. We'll be right back. Girl went back to Napoli Because she missed the scenery The native dances and the charming songs But wait a minute Something's wrong Mambo Italiano, eh Mambo, Mambo Italiano, go, 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 you mixed up Sigiliano, all you Calabrese do the Mambo like a crazy with a, eh Mambo, don't want a Tarantella, eh Mambo, no more mozzarella, eh Mambo, Mambo Italiano, try an enchilada with the fish bacala, and then a, eh Goomba, I love how you dance a but take some other advice, Paisano. Learn how to mambo. If you're gonna be a square, you ain't gonna go nowhere. Hey, mambo, mambo Italiano. Hey, mambo, mambo Italiano. Go, go, 
joy Shake like a Giovanni Hey, look, it's a ditch You get a happy in the feet So when you mumble Italiano Mumbo Italiano by Rosemary Clooney That was fun um, we're back on Let's Eat In. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and uh, today's show is brought to you by Edward Tam of Surrey, Virginia. Sorry for not mentioning that right at the beginning. Let's hear it for Edward. Yeah, sorry, Edward. Um, Surreyfarms.com. Check it out. Um, this is Heritage Radio Network at Roberta's Pizza. Thanks to our engineers and producer, Jack Insley and Nat Wiener. So today we're talking with the Franks of Frankie Spentino and uh, Prime Meats. Uh couple locations brooklyn manhattan cafe peddler cafe peddler sorry that's another frankie's olive oil frankie's olive oil which is sold at those locations as well and online correct or no yes brought to you by frankie's okay olive oil so uh the franks have been in the news (laughs) lately and we were just talking about some you know interesting uh tidbits that came up last week in the times about marijuana but um more importantly uh, they have a cookbook coming up. That's real big news. This is your first cookbook, correct? It's the first book. For for both of you. Um, yeah. It's really amazing. I'm looking at it right now. It's called the Frankie Spentino Kitchen Companion. And Cooking Manual. And Cooking Manual. An illustrated guide to simply the finest because it's an illustrated book. I thought you were like reading... A, I thought that was like more subtitle stuff. But no, it's very um, sparse of... You know, any any crap. It, it doesn't have a whole lot of uh, fluff, is what I mean. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, a real hearty you know, from, manual. Yeah, starting with the, the the size of the book, it's it's handy. It's meant to be used in the kitchen. It's it doesn't have uh, a jacket. It doesn't have one of those bookmark like ribbons that would Take be kind of nice. Take the belly band off. Oh yeah. We we wanted to we wanted to get that we fought for it, but our publisher wouldn't allow it. <laughs> but we did want to have that. It was actually printed in the United States by a Bible printing company. Oh no way! And they it has gilted edges on the pages, and it's just a handy handy book to work with in the kitchen. It's meant to be used in the We're kitchen. We're hoping to have one in every hotel room in America, <laughs> just like just like the Bible. Way better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kitchen. So everybody who's uh, you know pigeon. who's tried the wonderful food there can learn the methodology and uh, the you know the the theory the, the and the story. thought behind how it was created in this wonderful book. I, I actually read it all and um, I really enjoyed it. Peter Meehan was your co-writer, correct? He yeah. was on the show a few weeks ago, yeah. and uh, it sounds like you guys had some fun writing it together. Good times. Yeah. Um, I, what I really like about it too is that. Um, I think in one part you mentioned it's very it's very conversational the recipes um, I see you chose intentionally to go with this old school format of putting the ingredients on the side right and then just have it very pared down the head notes and that's kind of a dated method why'd you choose that the timeless it's a timeless uh, format it's, which it's, is which it, is what we 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 adapted for the book it's it kind of came from the Ordell's the, sorry, what? The Odell's Carpenter's Manual. The Odell's Carpenter's oh, okay. Manuals. They were like guides on how, mm-hmm. to, how to build everything. And you could just go in and if you want to learn how to miter a door, it would tell you how to do you know do everything there was to miter and jam, make a door jam from scratch. Step by step with illustrations. And sort of like our restaurant, which was designed or it was built. The buildings were built in the 1800s. 
and the books that we decided to use uh the, the book that we decided to make was similar to that era um of the 1800s very cool yeah it definitely has this like timeless you know rich uh and i think you? that i think that at some point once you get past the pictures of you know other books that are out there and not i'm not knocking other books out out there i'm just saying that we tried to make our book the most useful possible that if you want that go-to italian recipe book that had all the information plus the techniques and you could it was on your counter the whole you know at all times then that would be it and you wouldn't constantly be paging through all this information that wasn't relevant after you know the first or second looking yeah and the rest and the recipes are simple the ingredients are not you know they're available everywhere and it's it's and it's, it's basically it's, it's a food that's on the menu it's the yeah. it's the food mm-hmm. that's on the menu we've cooked it a million times we didn't we didn't skew it and leave things out some people have asked me that i don't know maybe they've gotten they've had problems with cooking from other cookbooks before and mm-hmm. i know that it is true sometimes it's hard to <clears throat> to follow some recipes in some books but ours are ours work <laughs> Nice, because you've done it a million times. Yep. Now, are you afraid that people will be, you know, you're sharing your secrets, now you're, everyone's going to be making cavatelli like like you do, or maybe not going to your restaurants anymore because they're so busy having fun making it at home? No? Yes? I don't, I'm not, I'm not com- worried. I think that, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, it's still, it's still going to go back to Frankie's to get the cavatelli, and you're still going to go back to get the brajol because we do it great and we've you know it's it's easier you know the bottom line is it still takes a little time and a lot of people don't have the time to get everything together but when they do they can and and Mm -hmm. they can they can successfully have a great meal if they follow all the steps in the book at the same time you know we've we've had our menu now for five years and we've changed some of it seasonally but i think this is also a good time for us to to you know really edit our menu and and come up with a lot of new things which we have right now a lot of ideas yeah moving forward from here it's like this is a this is the end of a of an era Mm -hmm. so to speak the last six years that we've been doing this and it's time to to move into a new era you know and and, and come up with a bunch of new ideas because we do have tons of them so that's exciting yeah get ready to see lots of changes in the menu at frankie's patino next Some and might season. I add, as the objective uh, crit- critic, you're the, not objective at all. Well, the the new additions to the menu have been mm-hmm. some of the some of the best things that have come out of Frankie's. They're really inspired, clean, very minimal but pure. The raw ingredients are, are superb. They have a couple new salads that are out, out, outrageous. We're looking forward to using some of the ingredients that the farm is going to produce which farm this farm oh yeah the rooftop Our, farm the rooftop farm the rooftop just farm. just looking for yeah. a piece of lettuce or Exciting. something <laughs> throw me a bone <laughs> wait are you talking about which yeah farm? we're talking about the, the the big the new rooftop the, garden the, the brooklyn grange the brooklyn, oh, the brooklyn grange, grange. Yeah. okay yeah yeah that should be really exciting um, cool. So, uh, you know, I like to ask everybody this, but what do you think is the most uh, romantic, date-worthy meal ever? Yes, Shane. You already asked me this. <laughs> you, you asked Silence me this falls on the I'm village. 
You I, don't have, you know. Well, remember what I said last time. It's when, I actually uh, can't remember. Yeah, it's when <coughs> come home at, after a nice hard day of work and I open the apartment door and you're there making a great meal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> recipe she's for in, she's, the in the apron, meal. she's in the no, apron. She's in the apron with the Frankie's <clears throat> book in her hand. No, right? one of the things I like to talk about. <laughs> no. Wow. No, I mean a lot of people throw around you know awesome date meal. You know I, I you like to talk me, about. You text me. You're like bring home a growler, baby. <laughs> I'll have that. I have a meal on. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what exactly it is. It's you know a, what food. It's I mean, subjective. obviously. Yeah. Yes, but I think let's Cavatel, I think get Cavatel, specific right now. I think uh, I think if you, if we had to put a dish, yeah. it's the cavatelli. It's the cavatelli with brown butter, sage. It's, it's just got the spice, just enough spice. <laughs> Little just spice. A, just just <laughs> just enough, just enough fat, <laughs> enough love, <laughs> just enough carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> it's all contained in one. It doesn't fill you up too much. I think that uh, that's a great thing. You know, in the garden, the Frankies. It could fill you up. That that's a the cavatelli pasta. Yeah. yeah. I mean, isn't that like a potatoy or is it ricotta y? It's got it's got ricotta. It's got ricotta, it's in, got ricotta it. in it. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's a nice. I'm like. a big fan of the walk-in reservation at La Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> the walk-in res in the afternoon. So anything goes. Doesn't matter. Just do it up. To are you, are, a hilt. No. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so a little spice, a little bit of everything, well-rounded meal, simple meal. Yeah. And you're saying the most, ex- you know, elaborate, <coughs> extravagant. You Restaurant know. in New York. Do you guys have a lot of conflicts? Do you always have, have you always worked together this, like, seamlessly? Or do you ever have, like, creative, you know, wars? Farts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean, you have the same name. I mean, it's just that's it seems like. That's what the like, marijuana's for. <laughs> You should have named this book like "Cooking Frankly." <laughs> Don't you Simple, like the name of the book? Seasonal. No, I do. Like Doesn't it roll off your <clears throat> tongue after six or seven breaths? What is <clears throat> Kitchen Companion Cooking Manual. What's the name of that book? One more time. It's a Frankie's Kitchen Companion Cooking Manual, an illustrated guide to simply the finest. And can you find that on Amazon.com? Yes, uh, get it on Amazon.com. They uh, they're controlling the market at sixteen ninety five, a steal for all that kind of information. And it comes out June 10th, correct? June 10th, yes. Are you guys going to do a lot of book signings? Any, any like public uh, we're doing a, We're doing a full tour around the country. We're we, doing we uh, Rhode Island, tour. Boston, Toronto, uh, Montreal. Then we're starting up in Seattle, coming down to Portland. Oh, wow. Going into San Francisco, Los Angeles. We're doing a, uh, doing a dinner at Animal. Animal, having a big party there with the Animal guys. Terrific. And uh, I think we're doing... Amsterdam and London. And London. As the two. And then we're going to be in all the Whole Foods stores in the New York area. All 22 stores. We'll be doing signings and olive oil tastings. Oh, right. that's Yeah, fun. Amsterdam, we're going to do it at the at the Stumptown spot. They have a pop-up shop in London, in uh, Amsterdam. In London, we may actually find a place. Uh, Harrods. Harrods wants us. Uh, I, I heard I'm so, kidding, but I, if anybody from Harrods is out there and you want us in your store, no, I, I believe, give me a buzz. I believe we got an offer from Savile Row. Savile Row? Yeah. So, so some guy that's making a suit wants us to do the book. So I can see your cool. cavatelli is going to be cooked in a lot of kitchens in a, in a short while. Sounds like it. Well, congratulations on this book. Um, it's it's really a fascinating, you know, it's a, it's a really comprehensive, terrific uh, go to 
yeah delicious you know food inspiring book and it definitely made me want to make a lot of recipes right away so um and i'm the unintended beneficiary of that (laughs) 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 and for those of you listening out there and you can't see the book it's it's worth it to get it just for the visuals a lot of thought went into the book it's it's visually stunning designed by travis Mm -hmm. kaufman utilitarian function as well right on thanks t-ball well, thanks for coming on air. Um, hopefully another time. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, see you signing books pretty soon. See us eating pizza right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks to our uh, producer, Jack and Nat. And uh, I'm your host, Kathy Arway. We'll see you next week on Let's Eat In.